Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halachas. Yoradeya, Chelik Sheni, Hilchis Shavuos, Halacha Beis, Paragraph Choftes. Sunday morning, Parshas Tazuria Metzoira, Tovshin Pei Gimel. We dedicate the learning today, Le'ilu Nishmas, O'Yishu Yem Tefratel Bas Rabi Shuarie, Harini Kapuras Mishkova, and for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chavivachana Basgalia, Michal Esther Bas Ruhia, Kitgenendo Bas Sipoiro, Lebalei Bas Sipoiro, Yaakov Yeshua Ben Feindel Rechel, Kil David Lei Ben Shena, Boroch Mordechai Ben Tali, Soralea Bas Chavaliba, Avigail Brocha Bas Shira Dvoiro, Chaim Ben Rachel, Chaim Arye Ben Brocha, Ramelisim ben Mazla, Ram David ben Chana, Idis bas Miriam Brindel, Michal Sora bas Hadassah, Tuvietzvi ben Chayaliza, David ben Behia, Shengo bas Leia, Ayelet Shoshana bas Chanaleya, Yisrael ben Chanaleya, Eliana Golda bas Chanatzeda, Ella bas Sora, David Chaim ben Ella, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Shimon Eloser ben Michal, David Elio ben Michal, Ami ben Chai ben Yehuda Skila, the Soich Shah for Israel. Rab Nosenthal speaking about the topic of clarifying the Emes. Vezehu kol machloikes shehi l'shem shamayim, soifo lehiskayim. Rab Nosenthal says, the Mishnah says in Perkiyovois, that whenever two people are arguing, and the argument is really for the sake of clarifying the emes, the truth, then in the end, that machlekes will be successful, meaning good, real, genuine good will come out of it. Ki machlekes shehil Hashem shamayim, kamay machlekes hilel v'shamay, bevadai hi toiva Because that type of debate, that type of arguing, as, as in the case of Hillel and Shammai, is definitely a very good thing. Because by two people not agreeing initially, and each one having to defend their opinion and clarify, that will clarify the truth. Because both of them, their intentions are 100% pure, for the sake of the honor of Hashem. The Alkain Be'emes, some Rabbi Sinazal, and that's why we find that the Gemara says about this, Eilu vo'elu that both opinions are really the words of the living Hashem. And now we understand why the wording of the Gemara is that in the end, it will have a kiyum. The Iker, his Galus O'emes, because as we learned earlier in the previous year, the, the true revelation of the emes will only be at the end. Because it's only at the final end when Moshiach comes. That's when we're going to be able to, to really understand this machloikis, 
and how both of them, both opinions, even though these two opinions seem to disagree with each other, totally. This one says something is forbidden, and the other one says it's permissible. Still, we're going to be able to see and understand and realize how both opinions were really the word of Hashem. It's only in the end. Because now we definitely cannot understand how this is, how this works. It's only in the end that this hidden truth is going to be revealed. And this explains why the Mishnah says, in the end, it'll be established. It'll be really established. Soifodaika, specifically in the end. Note that the first letters of Divrei Elikim Chaim spell the word Echod. Elu Voelu Echod. These two seemingly conflicting, contradicting opinions, we're going to see, we're going to find out in the future that it was really one. And this explains again why Rabbi Yochanan cried out when Reish Lakish passed away. It's, it's a big thing. It's a great thing to, to give support to my opinions. I don't need you to support my opinions. He said to Rabbi Elazar, when Rabbi Elazar tried to make Rabbi Yochanan feel good in a sense, after Reish Lakish had passed away, Reish Lokish have a maksha tracer kushya. Reish Lokish used to challenge everything I said with 12 questions. And as a result of his questioning and challenging everything Rabbi Yechanan said, as a result, the learning would be expanded. It would become more clear to everyone. Because once again, Rav Nassim reiterates that the real, real definition of emes is in a situation where it's not so obvious. It has to, it requires explanation and clarification. However, when you have machloikis, when you have someone opposing somebody else, and their intentions are not pure, their intentions are not for Hashem's kovoid, such as the machloikis of Koirach and his followers, when they opposed Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron HaKoyin, ein soifo lehiskayin. That opposition will not get to the finish line, will not have a happy ending to it. Because eventually, in the end, the truth will be revealed. As the Pesach says in Mishlei, that the truth will be established permanently, will be in the future. And then, Everyone's going to want to serve Hashem properly and come close to Tzadikim. However, then there won't be any more reward and punishment. There won't be because it'll be game over. 
because as, as it says, today is when you have an opportunity to do mitzvahs and meisim toivim and get credit for it, because today there's bechira, there's free choice. And a person who put in the proper effort before Shabbos, during the weekdays, which is a time period when the Sheker does exist and mistakes, there is a major potential for mistakes. A person who put in the proper effort during the weekdays, when there was bechira during the, the to to clarify the truth, who yoichal b'shabes? That person will be privileged to eat on Shabbos. She'oz yizgaleho emes lamito. Shabbos here refers to the future when Mashiach will come, because then the real truth will be revealed. Shehu ikar hakibel schar v'kanal which is the main reward that Hashem is going to reward people who lived a proper life, that for them is going to be revealed the truth completely. But a person who didn't put in the effort before Moshiach comes to search for the emes, and the person who was waiting on the sidelines to, didn't didn't make an effort to come close to the emes to the tzaddik emes. What they were waiting until everybody, until the whole world will recognize the emes. They were waiting until the time when all honor and respect will be given to the emes. What is that person going to have to eat on Shabbos? Because the main reason Hashem has sent us down to this world is for us to work on clarifying and choosing the truth when there's sheker, when the sheker is prevalent. Because that's the real perfection of emes. When a person is able to recognize the emes, within Sheker. And this is why the Medrash says, and the Gemara says in Eruvin, and it's also brought in Shulchan Aruch, and the Hilchas Talmud Torah, Shemi Sheroitza Liskois Bekisra Shel Torah, Yasuk Batoira Balayla, that a person who wants to be Zechah to the crown of Torah, to the real success in Torah, should make sure to study Torah at night. This refers especially to the second half of the night, from Chatzois on. It could also include the first part of the night, but especially, especially referring from Chatzois and on. Because truth and falsehood correspond to day, light, and darkness. As Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in chapter 23. And therefore, the real perfection and, and success in the study of Torah 
is specifically during the night. That's when the darkness is prevalent. Which is how, where Sheker has a, an attachment. And therefore, during that time, it's a greater mitzvah to study Torah, to clarify the truth. Because the real perfection of emes is when a person is to clarify and to get to the emes from within the darkness of sheker and, and from within the potential of mistakes. Paragraph Lamed Aleph. And this is also what the Gemara says in Baba Basra, and it's brought in Shulchan Aruch, again, in Hilchas Malamdim, Hilchas Talmud that if there's a choice of two teachers who are vying for the job, one of them covers more ground. He goes quickly. But the second one is much more careful to make sure that the students get a correct understanding of the material, that there's no mistakes. The halacha, the Gemara halacha say, better to choose the Rebbe who's more particular, more careful. Because the main purpose of learning Torah and, and the main, the, the, the most proper limura Torah is when a person is clarifying the emes. And therefore we have to be very, very careful to avoid a Rebbe, a teacher who's not so careful about making mistakes or people getting the wrong impression, not making the, the Torah clear as the Gemara says regarding this type of problem, even the all, all, that a mistake, when children are not taught properly, they're not given a proper understanding of Gemara, how to learn Gemara, how to understand something, and, and they, they develop a mistaken attitude, a mistaken understanding, once the mistake be, becomes part of them, it sticks, and it's very, very difficult to change it afterwards. We'll finish the paragraph, and then we'll take questions. The yesh l'rameiz, shezehu ma shehiviu rabbi senazal, le'inyan maise de yoyov, sheto be'edoim, al yedei hamalamei shaloi, shehito isoi, the Gemara points out that there was a story with Yoyov, that Yoyov was sent on a mission. He had the opportunity to wipe out Amalek, and he didn't, because when he was a child, when he was learning Chumash, the Pasuk Timche es Zecher Amolek, the letters are Zayin Chof Reish. And in the Sefer Torah, there's no vowels. 
And the Rebbe said, Timcha es Zohar Amolek, wipe out the male, the males of, of, of Amolek. And Yoyo found out afterwards that he had made a terrible mistake, that he did not fulfill the will of Hashem properly. And Yoyo was very angry about this. Because this was the work of the Yitzhahara, the Satan, to, to bring about a mistake like this, specifically regarding such a serious issue, the issue of, of addressing Amalek, the worst adversary of Kal Yisrael, the Indian Mitzvah Mechias Amalek, Shabozeh Tolui Kol Kula, the Chol Gulas Yisrael. We know that the entire Torah and the whole redemption of the Jewish people is dependent on wiping out Amalek. Ki Amalek hu hora, hu hatuma, shehiya sheker, ki hu zua masanocha, shehiya sheker, kayadua. Because Amalek is the ultimate evil and impurity and sheker and the tuma of the snake. As Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in Torah Kuf Yud Zayin. And this is why the Satan and the Yitzhahara, the one who causes people to make mistakes with his false opinions, with his false interpretations. his and this is why when the Torah speaks about Amalek, it gives us the strongest warning to wipe out every trace of Amalek completely. Because Hashem is fighting Amalek from generation to generation. As the Medrash says, that the name of Hashem and the throne of Hashem are incomplete until Amalek will be wiped out completely. There's the pasuk, Hashem places his hand on his throne, swearing to wipe out, to do battle against Amalek. It uses the word case instead of kisei. The Hebrew word for throne is kisei. It uses the word case, implying that Hashem's throne is incomplete. And it uses the word ka, instead of Hashem's full name, Yud Kevavke, that Hashem's name is incomplete as long as Amalek is around. Ki Iker Shleimus Vahagdolas Shmoyis Barach Walidei Hoemes Shehu HaHepech Me'amalek Shua Sheker Because what really completes and perfects the name of Hashem is when there's Emes, which is the opposite of Amalek. And this is why this was the, the work of the Sot on the Sahara to see to it that the one who was teaching Yoya of Torah as a child made a mistake specifically in this Pasuk by this issue. Because all mistakes and all falseness that exists in the world is, is, is coming from the fact that Amalek is still around. And this is why our rabbis warn us to be careful 
regarding a teacher, a Rebbe, who can make a mistake, who can cause a person to make a mistake. As a result of the fact that that Rebbe still has some sheker attached to him, which is this vestige of Amolek. Because the main mission of one who's teaching Torah is to clarify the truth, the emes of the Torah. Any questions, please? Paragraph Lamed Beis, V'zehu titein emes liyakoiv, chesed la'avraham, asher nishbata la'viseinu mimei kedem. This is a pasuk in the Novi Micha, chapter 7, and now Rav Nosensal is going to explain the three parts of this pasuk. Hainu sheha pasuk mefarish basoif, ma shekoshe lechoira beloish ha pasuk. The end of this pasuk clarifies a question that can come up when you're reading the beginning of the Pasuk. She'omar, the Pasuk starts off by saying, Titein emes liyakoiv. V'koshel echoyer, madua hizkiru emes rak al shem yakoiv, v'loy al shem avram v'yitzchok. Why does the Pasuk present the term emes only related to Yaakov Avinu? Why not by Avraham and Yitzchok, who were involved in the beginning of revealing the emes to the world, revealing Hashem to the world, broadcasting Hashem to the world. The Heishiv Miyad, and the Pasuk answers that question immediately by saying, Chesed Le'Avraham. I know, Shezeho emes, Shayitin Le'Yakov, Shehu Hashlishi, Shubachinus Asoif, this emes, which will be given to Yaakov Avinu, who is number three, he's the end of the Avos, which, and he's really the main one, because it's from him that the Jewish nation was established, the 12 Shvatim, this is one of the reasons why his name is Yaakov, Ekev means the heel of the foot, which is the end of the body, the opposite of Roish. Roish means the head, and Roish also means beginning. Racious means the beginning. How is Yaakov Avinu going to achieve this MS? It's going to be reward for the kindness of Avram Avinu. Because as we mentioned before, the, the real reward that Hashem is going to give us in the end is the revelation of the emes. And this is why the term emes, which represents this reward, is applied to Yaakov Avinu, who is the end, the end of the era of the Ovei Sakdoshim. However, in truth, this is actually part of the kindness that's being shown to Avram Avinu, who began this process of revealing and broadcasting the truth to, in the world.
And this is actually what Rashi says over there on that Pasuk in Micha. And this is the word, this is a quoting Rashi now. And now we understand why the Pasuk doesn't have a vav attached to the word vechesed and chesed. Elo chesed, it just says the word chesed without the vav. Ko emes, shetisame islano es haftochas Yaakov, ki tie tashlum gemul chazdoi shalavram. The truth which is going to be revealed in its fullest sense in this promise that's being made to Yaakov Avinu will be the reward for the chesed of Avram Avinu. This is the quote from Rashi. This is exactly what Rav Nosenzal said. The reward that's given to Klal Yisrael, to Tzadikim, is the revelation of the emes. And therefore the emes that, that, that's revealed to Yaakov Avinu at the end is the reward for the kindness of Avram Avinu who started this process of revealing the emes in the world. And now the third part of the Pasuk, which you, Hashem, have sworn to our forefathers from way, way back. Because way, way back in the, in the earliest days, Hashem swore that in the end, the emes will be revealed in the world. That's our main hope. However, the real proper usage of the word emes is applied to Yaakov, because he's number three of the avos, he is the completion of this set of emes. That's the real perfection and clarification of the emes. And this is the real reward for the Ovois, for Avram Yitzhak Yaakov, for all of the tzaddikim, and all those who, who have respect for Hashem. That Emes will be given at the end to Yaakov. And that itself is the reward uh, and the kindness of Avram Avinu who started this process of revealing the emes to the world, which Hashem swore to our forefathers way, way back. Hashem said that in the end, the emes will be revealed. As the Pasuk says, emes me'eretz titzmach, that the truth will sprout forth from the ground. We hope that this will happen speedily in our times.
Any questions, please? I always say that nothing is coincidence. This past Shabbos, I had the privilege of being in the city of Beitar, Beitar B, and I davened in a Breslev shul there that I remember about 20, 25 years ago, approximately, maybe 20 years ago, I think even, they, they started uh, trying to put together a shul in that area, in that section. And they started out in a very temporary caravan. And my daughter lived almost across the street from there. So when we would go to spend Shabbos there, Yontif, we would daven there. And it was a thrill that Breslov is trying to, to build a shul. And it was this shabby caravan, sort of. And today, you walk in, today they got, they got a different location. They built a gorgeous shul with a mikvah, gorgeous mikvah, and beautiful, beautiful community of people coming there to daven. I came on Friday afternoon early for davening. There were about 50 children in shul saying shirashirim together before davening, and a beautiful davening Friday night. Shabbos morning, there's a Nate's minion with about 30 people, 30, 40 people, and then a second minion. And after the Nate's minion, there's a Kiddush and there's learning. And the second minion, Kiddush and learning and, and coming in the afternoon. Beautiful, incredible people sitting in the, in the shul learning before davening. A shalashudas of, of high caliber, delicious foods, salads, all kinds of things. The whole thing, awesome. And then last night, there was a Malavamalka, <coughs> Shabbos Mavorchim, a new shul that just got put up within a few days in Ramat Beit Shemesh Dalit, where today there are, I think, four or five Breslov schools, communities today being put together, being organized. And this one, in this area, they were given originally, originally they davened in a tent, I believe it was, and then they, they were able to get a shetach, a real sizable plot of land, and very, very quickly did a yitzikah, put down a, a beton, and, and started putting up a structure, a permanent structure, two floors, a beautiful Ezras Noshim that'll hold maybe 80, 100 women, and, and just incredible. And we were talking about this, that, that the Gemara says, whoever fulfills the Torah in poverty will eventually be able to fulfill the Torah in, in wealth. And Rav Mosenzal, when he was going through his struggles and difficulties, he once said, that our, the beauty of Breslov and the greatness of Breslov will, will be revealed when Mashiach will come. And we were saying that it looks like he's really coming, that he's on the way, because what's going on, Beliai and Hara in Breslov, in Eretz Yisrael, Beitar, I believe, has 11 or 12 Breslov shuls already, maybe 100 or 200 other shuls, can I know, or more, maybe. And, and Beit Shemesh is moving towards 40 Breslev Shuls, Kanai Nahara. And, and these are young people. There's no multimillionaires. There's no big names on the buildings in most of these places. These are young people with Ritzinites who want to serve Hashem, who want to have a 
a shul that's on the name of Rabbeinu Zali, Breslev Shul, and they want to have that kind of davening and learning everything, and it's, it's moving at very, very high speed. We hope and pray, we really hope and pray that the, the that once upon a time, everybody thought Breslev is, is a lost cause. It's going to disappear soon. And now the, the world is seeing much more so that Rabbein is moving at lightning speed. Can I know her and new children being born every day and weddings and shuls and, and yeshivas and, and sforim, new sforim coming out every day. Can I know her better printings, commentaries on Likutei Moran and everything just at, at very high speed. We hope and pray that we're getting, we're, we're very, very close to the finish line. It's a shame. Any questions? Morning, Just to clarify a piece from this last paragraph, with Titan Emes Lyakov and Rashizal explaining that truth is a gift given at the end. So on the one hand, we need to toil in this world of darkness and confusion to clarify the truth, but on the other hand, it's a gift at the end. So how much of it is our effort of trying to clarify versus gifting? This will be payment, reward for the kindness of Avram Avinu. Meaning Avram Avinu started this process. How? With his Midas HaChesed. That was his effort to put up this building, this building of Chesed. He contributed bricks. Somebody else, Yitzchak Avinu, contributed cement. And the final product, Yaakov Avinu, is the one who completed the building. All of this was moving in the direction of Emes. But it's a process. To get to the real Shlemus of Emes is a process. It was started by Avram Avinu, but by Avram Avinu it wasn't complete yet because Avram Avinu produced a Yitzchak and a Yishmoel. And Yitzchak Avinu produced a Yaakov and an Esau. When it came to Yaakov Avinu, his products were all a hundred, pure, 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 pure. Thank you. Paragraph Lama Gimel, we mentioned this in the previous year. I, I, I hadn't seen yet that Rav Nosazal brings this when we spoke about that in order to get to the Emes, that one person alone usually cannot achieve it. That's why the Pesach says, Toivim Hashnaim and Better two than one. Better when you have two people working together, a husband and wife, a Rebbe and a student, a, a Chavrusa, a set of people learning together. And then it said, and, and still better, sometimes you need an, a third person. When, when the two cannot come to agreement, you need a third person to really, to, to help them come to a, a final agreement. And now we understand the famous statement in the Gemara and Shabbos, where the Gemara says that everything about the Torah is three. Blessed is Hashem who gave us a light, a triple light, the Torah, which is Torah, Nevi'im, and Ksuvim, through a, the third person, through Moshe Rabbeinu, who is number three in his family, Aharon, Miriam, and Moshe Rabbeinu, 
And beyarchatli, so in the third month of the year, Nisan, Ir, Sivan, etc. Ki hatoira, shehi emes, ki klula bechol bechino seho mishalosh, shehein bechino shloisha kavio emes, roish toichsoiv. Because the Torah, which is the safer of Emes, the book of truth, is everything about it is three, which is these three channels of Emes, the Aleph Mem Tov, the beginning, middle, and end, Rosh Toich Soif. And this will also explain what the Gemara says in Kiddushin, Taflamid, Lo'olam Yeshalei Shodam Shnoisov, that a person should split their years, their life, into three sections, shlish b'mikra, shlish b'mishnah, shlish b'gemara. A third in the study of chomish, tanach, toronavim k'suvim, a third in the study of mishnah, mishnayis, and a third in the story, study of gemara. Ki shloisha elu mikra mishnah gemara, heim gamkin keneged shalosh b'china yisraemes, roish toich soif. Because these three categories also correspond to three aspects of emes, beginning, middle, and end. And that's why the main one is the most important one of the three is Gemara. As the Gemara says in Baba Metziah, page 33, Those people who only study Tanakh they don't study Torah Shabbat. It's something and it's not something. Then it said Mishnah, something else. Gemara, ain lamala mimena. Gemara, there's nothing better than that within the framework of Torah Shabbanigla. Ki Gemara, hi hashlishi, bechinas yakri, bechinas hasoif shebemis. Because Gemara is number three. That corresponds to Yaakov Avinu who is the completion of Emes, Shehu Ikar, which is the main thing. And Rav Nosanzal says, this is something that you could understand very clearly. Because the Psukim, the Chumash, the Nevi'im, the Ksuvim, even though it's all the Torah of truth, and it's the foundation of the Torah, because the Gemara says, there is nothing in the oral Torah that doesn't have a basis in the written Torah. That's not hinted to in the written Torah. However, despite that, a person will not be able to have clarity on the truth about anything in the Torah, if you're just learning Chumash and Navin Suvim. Because there's just about no mitzvah that's presented clearly in the Chumash or through Navin and Suvim, where it gives you the full clarity of how to perform that mitzvah. As is brought in all holy books that by just studying Chumash or Nach, you're not going to get that knowledge. You're not going to know how to perform the mitzvahs. And as Rav Nosan Zal elaborates on this in Ebenezer, in Hilchas Kiddushin, 
ועל כן אין יודן מתורה שבכסב שום הלכה למעשה, כי אם על ידי תורה שבעל פה. And this is why a person studying the written Torah does not know how to correctly fulfill any mitzvah without the study of the, of the Gemara, the Torah Shabal Peh. V'afilu ikr Torah Shabal Peh shehu ha-mishnah gam shom ein yoyt nadayin bir haloch ha-maisa. And so too regarding the foundation of the oral Torah, which is Mishnayis, the Shisha Sidre Mishnah, there also a person will not know how to fulfill the laws, the mitzvahs of the Torah, if they only study Mishnah. As the Gemara says, Those people who teach the performance of mitzvahs just from Mishnayis, without knowing the Gemara, they bring confusion to the world. And therefore, of these three, the most important one is the Gemara, <coughs> which is the completion of the set. That's the completion of the Emes. It's in the Gemara where the laws of the Torah are being clarified to get to the truth. Ad until through the study of the Gemara properly, a person can get to know how to fulfill the, the mitzvahs of the Torah. The Alkane, and therefore, Gamba HaGemara Biatzma, Ho'ikar Lasuke And therefore, the Torah stresses that when learning Gemara also, it's possible to make a mistake. There are people who spin their wheels learning Gemara. They learn and their mefalpel and questions and, and, and deep discussions and arguments, but they don't strive to get to the halacha. They don't take it to the finish line. They don't strive to get to understand what is the final result. What is, how does Hashem want us to fulfill this mitzvah? And therefore it says that the main goal in learning Gemara is to be able to synthesize the different opinions and to be able to understand them and see how we draw the final conclusion, how we practice this mitzvah in real life. And this is the incredible benefit of learning Shulchan Aruch, Halacha. That's where the halacha really gets clarified. After the Gemara, after the Amoiroim and Tanoim, we had the Goinim who came after them, and then the Rishonim, and then the Achroinim. And each one of these brought further clarity and further clarity and, and made decisions, clear decisions between these two arguing opinions in the Gemara or 50 arguing, arguing opinions, to be able to say, what's the final word? Which opinion do we accept today in how we perform the mitzvahs? So that we should know and understand how to conduct ourselves regarding all the mitzvahs. The Iker HaGemara Hu Shimush Talmud Chacham and in this study of Gemara and Halacha, the most important thing is serving Talmidei Chachamim, 
being close to real Talmidei Chachamim, Kamoshapirish Rashi Bekama Mekoimois, as Rashi Kodesh makes this perfectly clear in several places. In the Gemara and Brachas, page 47, as one of the places, Kitachlis Birur Hoemes Shebishlemus, Lefi Bechinosoy Marigosoy, Efshar Kim Alidei Shimush Talmidei Chachamim Tzadikim Amitim. For a person to really achieve the highest level of clarity of the truth that that person can possibly get to is impossible without being close to Talmidei Chachamim, without speaking to and interacting with and watching and serving Talmidei Chachamim. Ki iker tachlis kol halimud shal mikra mishnu gomara because the ultimate purpose of learning Chumash, Mishnayis, and Gemara is to be to fulfill, to fulfill, to perform the mitzvahs. Lishmoyer refers to the negative commandments. Lasois refers to the positive commandments. And to fulfill completely. Because as it says in Turkey always, Learning is not the main thing, it's fulfilling. And this requires tremendous effort on the part of a person to serve with every iota of effort that a person can, to do everything a person can to spend quality time in the presence of Talmidei Chachamim, to watch them, to serve them, to invite them into one's home, to go to their home, to be able to see and watch and interact, exactly to see how do they fulfill the Torah. The Kavanos, to daven in the same shul as them. The Kavanos el ho'emes la'amitoi. And the person's intentions have to be pure also. The person's intentions have to be that I want to try to get to the emes. I want to try to, to really know what Hashem really wants from me. Bishvil hatachles hanitzchi, for the eternal goal. V'loi bishvil pniyoyz hakovoid umamoyin uchiyoytzei. And my reason for wanting to get try to get close to Tamidei Chachamim is not for kovoid, so that people will say, oh, look, look how close he is to this rabbi. Look, he must be a special person if, if he's so close to this rabbi. Or for the sake of money, because in, in, during Rav Nosenzal's time, some of the rabbonim had political clout. They were able to help a person get a job, protectia, that kind of thing. Or other reasons like that, for which people want to come close to a, a Talmud Chacham. Rav Nosanzal says, Hashem knows exactly what's in a person's heart, how sincere the person really is, what their reasons for what they're doing is. Is it personal kavod or is it for Hashem's kavod that I want to become the best servant of Hashem that I possibly can? And I know that I don't have the knowledge, I don't have the experience and everything. I know that by watching and, and learning, spending as much time in the proximity of Talmidei Chachamim, I'll get, I'll have the best chance of clarity in my Yiddishkeit. 
And this is why the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, that Gemara has everything in it. Gemara has psukim in it. It has mishnayis in it. Because Gemara, which means, which is synonymous with serving Tamid Chachamim, because in the Gemara is where you engage all these different opinions, and the Gemara gives you the stories, the stories, the Akaratas, exact Maiserav in many cases, that there was a debate, and then the Gemara says that this rabbi, when it came to this and this issue, he did exactly this and this. And sometimes the, the, what the rabbi did is the exact opposite of the conclusion that was drawn one line above. One line above, it said that this one says like this, this one says like that, and the halacha is like this one, and then it says this rabbi did the opposite of that. And we have a rule usually that maiserav is the most important thing, that when the Gemara tells us that a rabbi actually did ABC, then that's the real final opinion, no matter what you saw before that in the Gemara. Because the, the Gemara, because Shimush Tamid Chachamim includes everything, Mikra, Mishnah, Talmud, Kabbalah, Sisrei Torah, the whole Tuv Amiti Venitzri. Everything, everything. If you're dealing with the right Talmud Chacham, by, by being connecting with him, you're getting everything. You're getting Torah Shebenigla, Torah Shebenistar, and you're getting eternal goodness. Because by serving true, true, and by doing it really honestly for the right reasons with sincerity, the person will be to every type of good eternally, forever. I just mentioned this Shabbos when I was in Beitara. It came up in, in, in the, the Dvar Torah in the morning, the Gemara again, about Acher, that the Gemara says there was a person who was a Tana in the Gemara, which means one of the highest level rabbis in the Gemara, Rebbe Elisha ben Avuya, that when it was his bris, the greatest of all the leading rabbis attended the bris and everything. And then the Gemara says that he was the Rebbe of Rebbe Meir, and then the Gemara says that he, together with three of his friends, went up to the Shemaim, into the deepest, deepest revelation of Hashem that they saw. They were able to see Malachim and everything. And then the Gemara says, as a result of it, he lost his faith in Hashem, Rahman al-Islam. And the Gemara says he did every, every the worst Averas in the book, uh, adultery, murder, everything, Hill Shabbos. And then the Gemara says, when he died, there was a big problem in heaven. What do you do? We can't put him in Gan Eden, but we also can't put him in Gehenna because for part of his life, he was a, a Tana. He was Rebbe Meir's Rebbe. So the, so the Gemara says, he goes nowhere. He couldn't go to Gehenna. He couldn't go to Gan Eden. He doesn't go anywhere. He's stuck. And the Gemara says, Rebbe Meir heard of, was, was aware of this. And Rebbe Meir said, I'm going to fix this. When I die, you're going to see smoke start coming from his grave, from the grave of Acher. Imagine a person got to a level where we don't mention his name. We're not allowed to mention, we don't call him Rabbi Elisha anymore. 
the word acher means the other one. That's a term that's attributed mamish, but that, that's like a, 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 in the category of Amolek to a degree. Amolek, it says, Yamach Shemoy, we erased his name, that kind of thing. So here, this rabbi, we, we erased his name. We gave him a new name, Acher, the other one. Avoidazara is called Acher, Kel Acher. Kel Acher is Bigimatria Amolek. Sure enough, the Gemara says, Reb Meir passed away. Smoke came up from the kever of Acher, which was an indication that Rabbi Meir succeeded in getting him into Gehenim, in getting Acher into Gehenim. Then the Gemara says, Rabbi Yochanan said, Echot me chavarana, one of our guys. He's one of our guys. It's not just that he's learned, he's part of our chevra, our chabura. And we're going to let this go on like this, that people see smoke coming from his kever, everybody sees it, no thank you. When I die, the smoke is going to stop. And that's going to be an indication that I took him into Gan Eden. And the Gemara says, when Rabbi Yochanan passed away, when they eulogized Rabbi Yochanan, they said that the guards of Gehenna knew to get out of the way when Rabbi Yochanan came and said, he's with us. What do you mean he's with us? We have a paper here that says he belongs in Gehenna. Not interested. Keep your paper. He's with us. He's part of our chevra. He goes with us. This is one of the clear proofs of when a person is to be attached to Tamidi Chachomim Amitiim, that can be an overriding factor in everything, in everything and anything. We know once a person passes away, it's, it's over, game over. You can't, we, we learned just before, can't do mitzvahs anymore. You're right. You can't do mitzvahs, but tzaddikim have the power to overrule the judgment of the heavenly court. Who gives them that power? Hashem. The, the Gemara Moed Kotten says, tzaddik, that, that Hashem says, I rule over everything. Umi shall be, and who rules over me? Tzaddik. As the Pasuk says, tzaddik moishel b'yirasolikim, that Hashem issues a decree, and the tzaddik has the ability, the authority to override Hashem's decree. Any questions? Yes, please. Question in the chat. I don't see it for some reason. Would you like me to read it? Please, just a moment. Yes, one second, now I see it. In Torah 60, Rabbi Enzal brings another statement from the Gemara that a person should also divide their possessions into three parts. Is this in any way connected to what Rabbi Nossam says? The answer is yes. That our goal is to get to the emes. And, and the emes is this, this number three, represents a certain significance. The, the chapter on Likut Imran that Rav Zal had quoted earlier was chapter 23 on Likut Imran, which, where Rav Zal speaks about money. The whole concept of Taivas Momoin and Momoin Dikdusha was there. And Rav Zal quoted from there, just a moment if we can see it. Yes, that emes and sheker are the concept of light and darkness. 
So again, this issue of emes and sheker applies to everything. In chapter 23, and we put him on over there, that's where it shows how it applies to the concept of money. That when a person is, is immersed in taivas momoin, the wrong type of pursuit, an excessive wrong type of pursuit for money and wealth, that's sheker, that's darkness, that's anpin chashuchin, that, that's atzvus, depression. And when a person is to momo in digdusha, that's light, that's light, that's life, that's emes, that's this concept of emes. And we're going to have this, that's the next topic coming up right now. In Yitzhashem, the next year, Rav Nosson Zal is going to address the topic of tzedakah and how it relates to what we're learning here now. Yitzhashem. Wishing everybody a wonderful week. This week we have Erev Rishchidosh on Thursday and two days Rishchidosh, Friday Shabbos, starting a new month. We should be zeichet to Rafuas and Yeshuas and to the Gula Shlema. Amen. Thank you, Rav Nassim. Good luck.